0: All right, hands up if you've ever had the fear the panic <laughs> and I'm not talking about the fear where your essay or your assignment is due in four hours time and you haven't even started that has been my whole entire life by the way I'm very lastminute.com when it comes to things like that or anything in fact but no I'm talking about the fear and the panic with your dog training something happens that was very unexpected and you're like oh my gosh this is the end of the world if you've ever been in that situation this is the episode for you I'll see you in there parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training hi I'm Dr Holly Tett professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist and each week on letters from your dog we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view thanks for being here let's get to the episode Hi guys, and welcome to episode 15 of the Letters from Your Dog podcast. If you have some time and you're coming in to listen to episode 15, I would recommend listening to episode 14 first if you haven't already. So 14, 15 and 16 come together in a little bundle and they work well together. So if you've got some time... Head back to episode 14 first. So, what we spoke about in episode 14 was it's not your fault when things go wrong with your dog training. And in a similar vein today, I'm saying do not panic. Okay, what am I talking about? So, as a trainer some of my absolute favorite people to work with when I get these people I'm just like thank you (laughs) these are the people that come to me with a puppy or a rehomed dog it doesn't matter and they've got this new dog and they say oh I just want to do the best by this dog I really want them to have a wonderful life, I want them to be happy, I want them to be well behaved, I want them to just have the best, whatever we need to do, we're going to do it and I'm like yes <laughs> because these are the people that do the work, they do their homework, they watch the videos that I provide, they access the resources, they come to all the sessions, they don't cancel, these are the people that I just love to work with because you see the progress and it's so lovely to see, I am I mean I work with people that don't do the work I'm not going to lie and we get a little bit of progress but it's nowhere near what we could get and it's not to the dog's potential now there's all kinds of reasons why people aren't able to do the work that they've signed on for I'm not you know casting aspersions I'm not judging anyone here but it is just lovely as a trainer when you get to see that progress and that progression so The thing about these people that come and they say I just want to get everything right what do I need to do give me a list (laughs) even though it's wonderful to work with unfortunately for them a lot of the time that comes with some quite intense emotions because that desire to get it right just like we spoke about in episode 14. to do the best for your dog that comes with some level of anxiety because you are putting pressure on yourself and you're kind of you're judging yourself so you're teaching I don't know let's say go to bed and maybe it's not happening as quickly as you thought it would or your dog keeps getting off the bed and wandering off and disengaging from your sessions you're like oh my goodness I'm doing this wrong what what do I need to do differently and Then when something happens, when something does go wrong, something as minor as that or something a bit more major, like you're in the park and your dog suddenly goes for another dog unexpectedly and you're like, what just happened? you get the fear, (laughs) the fear strikes. And that's when people quickly ring me or message me on social media or send me an email and they're like, oh my gosh, Holly, this awful thing happened. Either the dog that went for another dog in the park or the dog that got off their bed, because awful means different things to different people. It's all gone wrong. I can't do it. It's all terrible. What do I do? Give me a plan. How do I sort out this this issue, this behavioural problem? What do I do? Now, the first thing I say in that situation is do not panic (laughs) because we've all been there. You know when something happens and it feels like the absolute end of the world. In that moment, you cannot see a way out. And again, this looks different for different people, but I'm going to give you my example. This has nothing to do with dog training. (laughs) So in an old, old job, I had a boss that I didn't really like very much. We didn't really like each other, let's put it that way, for various reasons. And I left the job and about, I don't know, a year and a half later, I got a text message from this boss out of the blue. Now, the details of the text message are nothing significant or important, but seeing his name and number on my phone gave me such a jolt and my my brain immediately was like oh no oh no oh no what have i done <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous i hadn't even been there for such a long time but it immediately took me to that panic mode um another example now this is a bit naughty <laughs> when i was at university i think we hadn't paid our television license i think that's what it was my housemates and i poor students that's what i'm gonna claim <laughs> and there um there was a knock at the door and we didn't answer it because we were like oh my gosh what if, what if it's they've, they've come to tell us off they've come to get the money and come to take things from the house i mean obviously it was nowhere near that point but that's another example and still to this day sometimes in my own house now the door will knock and i'll be like oh, who's that <laughs> even though i know realistically that there's no problem there. So we can go to that worst case scenario in our head when something happens with our dog and with our dog training and we just think, oh my gosh, this is an absolute catastrophe. So what I'm going to share with you today is something, um, again, taken from human psychology. This was developed by John Kabat-Zinn, I believe is how you pronounce his name. It's very, very simple and it's something that you can either write down and keep in your pocket, keep in your treat pouch, keep somewhere in your house or just keep in your mind if you want to. So it's a little mnemonic just to help you remember how to manage when you get the fear and you feel like it's the end of the world. So you're going to remember the word stop. S-T-O-P-P. Okay, very simple. So S, S stands for stop. (laughs) Before you go down that rabbit hole of anxiety and fear and oh my gosh, this is the worst thing in the world. Just stop for a second. Just pause. T. T stands for take a breath. Now there's all kinds of things all over the internet that will talk to you about breathing and mindfulness and that's all fantastic. Great stuff. I'm not talking anything exciting here. Literally all I want you to do is take a deep breath in and a slow breath out and do that a couple of times. Managing your breathing is a natural pain reliever physically. So if you're ever in a severe physical pain, breathing can help you with that. It's also a pain reliever for the mind. So it just gives you a second just to collect your thoughts. So we've stopped, we've taken a breath. The next letter is O. So this is observation. Now, this is internal observation and external observation. So, I want you to actually look inside, think about what's happening in your body right now. Because when we are anxious and when we are worried, we have physiological responses to that emotion. So, your heart might be beating very, very quickly. You might be a little bit out of breath. You might have sweaty palms. Maybe your head's thumping a little bit. If you've had a situation like your dog's just gone for another dog in the park, you might be feeling a lot of those things quite intensely. Or it could be something that others might consider more minor, but it's really important to you and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to crack this. That's when you might start to feel some of those responses. Then I want you to look externally. So what's actually happening in this situation? Take a step back, take that bird's eye view and really observe the situation. Why did that just happen with my dog? was there loads of things that have happened earlier in the day that have really stacked up of all his triggers stacked up and now he just can't cope and he's just gone pop and that's it are there other environmental things going on what does that picture look like so really observe not just your dog's behavior but your behavior as well in that situation how are you responding to them are you a bit angry are you a bit sharp are you trying to reassure them what are you doing really look at it and take some notes the first P, after you've stopped, you've taken a breath, you've really observed and looked at what's going on, then you can proceed or not. <laughs> so what does proceed look like? Carry on with the training that you're doing, maybe? Decide actually, we're stopping there for today. If you've got that situation in the park, once you've got your dog under control and you've spoken to the other dog parent how do you move away do you get your dog away from that situation how do you help them to calm down how do you move back to the car all of that kind of thing what do you do in that situation and then your final p is practice what works so when you are in these difficult situations you're going to figure out what works for you And this is practice what works for your dog, but also for you. (laughs) So if you know that you need to stop a session when your dog starts disengaging, actually, I would probably say you need to stop before that point. So if your dog starts fobbing you off around the five minute mark, I'd be knocking my training sessions down to two minutes, even less, perhaps. So that's what's going to work for your dog to help them stay engaged with your training. Maybe. (laughs) And then you want to think about yourself. If you know you start to get frustrated when your dog starts to, quote unquote, do it wrong, then A, maybe we need to think a little bit about the style of training and what we're trying to teach and how we're trying to teach it. And B, maybe you need a shorter session (laughs) or maybe you need to think about how you and your dog end that training session. So you both end it on something fun like a game of tug or a game of chase or something like that. So it's really practicing what works for you and your dog when you are in those oh, situations. Okay, so a few things, a few questions I want you to ask yourself if you find yourself in the fear and in the panic. So number one, is this a one-off? Is this something that has never ever happened before and has suddenly happened? If it is, please don't catastrophize it. It's not happening every hour. It's not happening every day. It's not even happening every month. So it could well just be an anomaly. It's just a bad day. Okay. Number two, is this a symptom of trigger stacking so i spoke about this a little bit um a minute or so ago so is it just that your dog has had so much stimulation either anxiety or excitement or fear throughout the day that the last little thing just just tipped them over the edge um in Paws up dogs we talk about something called the jenga tower which i will go into in a bit more depth in a future podcast episode but it is essentially about all those things stacking up you're pulling bits of the jenga tower out and then all of a sudden it all just falls to the ground so what you want to think about is if your dog has had lots of triggers that day and then something completely what looks out of the blue happens actually maybe it's not so unexpected after all it's just that they are overwhelmed number three is this an escalation so if you're seeing a worrying behavior is this completely new or is this something that has been happening to a lower or a lesser degree up until this point So a classic example would be a dog that has been... Sort of, they used to check in with you on a walk when they were off the lead. They used to look look back and say hi to you a few times. But actually, recently, they haven't been doing that so much. And you've kind of been meaning to do something about it, but you haven't really got around to it. And then today, they actually bolted right across the field running after another dog. And they haven't done that since they were tiny. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, what's just happened? Well, actually, there were a few indicators up until this point that your dog wasn't as engaged with you. So that sudden bolt maybe isn't as unexpected as we think it is. And then lastly, I want you to think about a few things here. So is this something that can be managed? Is this a problem that just needs a little bit of management and actually you're sorted? It's not the end of the world. Is it something that can be We can do a little bit of watchful waiting (laughs) so we think it's probably a one-off and we're just going to monitor the situation and see if it happens again or if we think it's going to happen again then maybe we need to do something about it is it something that we need to change and if it is something that needs some work or some support then we'll act accordingly you've got this <laughs> don't worry about it you you can control this you can help this situation you can find a solution to work with your dog so can we manage can we manage it just to make life a little bit easier simple as let's say you've got a dog that guards their food bowl when there's nothing in it just take the food bowl up okay great (laughs) if you um have a situation where actually we're not quite sure what's going on can we wait and watch and see if it happens again and intervene if we need to or do we feel at a point where actually we need to do something to help this dog to be able to cope with this situation better and if we are get some support with that Okay, so I hope that's helpful just to think about because I'm sure we've all been in the fear, we've all been in the panic before where something happens with our dog and we're immediately like, oh my gosh, this is horrendous. Sometimes it might be, but a lot of the time we're just going down the rabbit hole. (laughs) So I want you to run yourself through that stop, S-T-O-P-P, ask yourself those questions that we've been through at the end and see if you can try and get a little bit of control over your mind if you're the kind of person that tends to let your thoughts roll away with you just like I am. Okay, take care. Just before you go, I've got three really cool things to talk to you about. So, if you didn't catch our autumn series, we do this every single year in the autumn, and it's a series of workshops around really common dog training struggles and questions that you guys ask me all the time. So this year we spoke about stress barking and how to help, resource guarding and how to help, separation anxiety and how to help, how to crack your toilet training, and my most favourite one that's near and dear to my heart, which is how to help your rehomed feel safe and confident so if you haven't caught those workshops yet I will pop the link in the show notes so you can catch up on those Secondly, if you have a new puppy or you're expecting one anytime soon, maybe one near to Christmas, which is always a popular time for puppies, be sure to check out my workshop. It's a masterclass all about my five training secrets for puppy training magic and it's completely free. So I will pop the link to that masterclass in the show notes as well. And last but not least, if you have a question that you would like me to talk about or to answer on the podcast, there's a link again in the show notes where you can submit your question live where you can pop in your question and then I will play it out on the podcast for everyone to hear and then answer it for you so if you've got something really burning that you would like me to answer be sure to submit your question live for us and you may be one of the lucky ones then we answer your question all right guys take care